We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? It is a beautiful Monday, and this is KCSN Update, your daily Chiefs podcast and video from us here at KC Sports Network. I'm BJ Kissel, founder of KC Sports Network and former Chiefs insider and sideline reporter. And it's Monday, which means we're going to be joined by ESPN's Matt Miller with his stock up, stock down report following the Chiefs thrashing of the 49ers, the domination, the beatdown, every descriptive way I can highlight that performance. I will because my friend Matt, who we'll bring on right now, is a 49ers fan. Matt, I'm really interested to get your stock up, stock down report after that just complete dismantling of the 49ers' number one ranked defense. How are you today? I'm good. I see you checked your thesaurus this morning for all the different ways to say that the Niners got their ass kicked by the Chiefs, which I, listen, I bet on this game. Uh, I made the short trip to Kansas. I put my money on the Chiefs to win, and I, I, my wife, big Chiefs fan, I told her, I was like, I'm, I'm covered. The Niners win. I'm going to be happy. The Chiefs win. I'm going to be happy. This is, it was, it was great, but I did. I, I thought the Chiefs would win all along. I even tweeted about this late last week. I could not believe the line on this game was, I got it at minus two and a half. It was minus one at kickoff. I could not believe that. So I didn't expect the 21 point victory. I'm not going to claim that, but I did. I really did think that the Chiefs would handle the Niners and that's what happened. So a lot more stock up than stock down for us to talk about today. All right, we're going to start with the offense with the stock up, but I, I do want to go back to that point because I thought it was really interesting too how much the line changed. Because I think it started like three and then went to two and a half, yeah. and you said it got down to one. Do you think it was more Christian McCaffrey, or do you think it was the Christian McCaffrey plus the injury report at the early part of the week? Weren't sure Nick Bosa, Charvarius Ward, Greenlaw, a lot of those guys that, and even uh, Hufanga didn't know if those guys were going to play, and they probably weren't a hundred percent, especially, I mean, we saw yeah. uh, leave, saw Charvarius Ward pull up uh, limp a couple times, but uh, do you think it was the injuries or do you think that many people were betting the Niners? I think it was probably the injuries, but I also, I, I don't want to go full conspiracy theory here. I don't have my tinfoil hat because I'm at home and not my office. Sometimes I feel like they make the line that close trying to get people to bet on the Niners when mm-hmm. they know there's no damn way they're going to win. You know, it's like, oh, let's tempt people with a minus one. Maybe they'll, you know, believe in the upset or 
the home field advantage. But I think the injury report was a little optimistic. You know, I'm, I'm guilty of it too. I saw the injury report was that Friday and I thought, yeah. okay, well, like Bose is back. Trent Williams is back. Chavarius yeah. is going to play. You know, there's a bit of a revenge factor there. Uh, Hafenga, who is playing like one of the best strong safeties in the NFL right now. Uh, it was encouraging. And, and I think even just as a football fan, I, I was texting with one of the, the 49ers players that I know and, and said, I'm just excited to watch this game with everybody healthy. Like I, mm. I want to see this game when both squads are full go. Now we didn't get to see that because yeah, like you said, some of the Niner players were definitely not hundred percent, not an excuse for the loss at all. Uh, but it's still, I mean, gosh, what a day to show that as much as everybody wants to talk about Buffalo and Philadelphia mm. or even teams like Dallas, the Kansas City Chiefs are still really, really good at football. And even down 10, doesn't matter. You know, it's just that ability that the quick strike, and I think we saw it yesterday, it's very diverse. Like three rushing touchdowns. Miko Hardman having the best game of his career. And we'll probably get into some of that. But I think, as you said, from the offense, BJ, it's just that's what you want to see. I mean, it was an ass kicking. I know there's no other way to put it. And Early in the game, I was like, oh, man, Mahomes throws an early pick. They're down 10. But mm-hmm. even as a, 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 as a football fan, as a 49ers fan, I was never like, Chiefs are going to lose. Even like down 10 doesn't matter. And, and I think that's something that you guys as Chiefs fans, you know that feeling all too well. And it's what the rest of us who are football fans are so jealous of is that, <laughs> hey, we're never out. We are never out of this game because we have 15 at quarterback. And, and I hate to keep bringing this up because I know Chiefs fans are tired of, of hearing it, but you can't not give context to, you know, you get down early and it's not like you have that quick strike that, you know, you, right. don't, have, you don't have Tyree kill. You throw a little bubble screen, he breaks two tackles. And yeah, you don't have that. Just yeah. all we have to do is give him eight feet of space and he'll do the rest himself. Um, and they're still the number one offense in the NFL and they can still score 44 points on a defense Clearly. that, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was giving up 14.8 right. per game, number two and, scoring defense in the NFL that only allowed more than 20 yeah. points one time this season. And to see the chiefs offense and to still have that confidence, they can go down there and do it. And then everything I recorded the, the 10 things. Uh, podcast earlier today you can catch that on the same audio channel you're listening to this show or you can find it on youtube if you're watching this on youtube but i uh, went through like 10 stats uh 10 records that were broken and the superlatives some of the things that mahomes is doing and what the offense did it's it's unbelievable yeah. and we're trying not to normalize greatness i know you I don't need to tell you that about patrick mahomes either but um keeping up with some of the records i mean you mentioned the 10 point deficit he's 12 and 5 in his career, again, games in which he's trailing by 10 points. That winning percentage is better than every quarterback in the NFL overall, other than Aaron Rodgers, who's at like 733, and he's at 706. In games, he's trailing by 10 points compared to everybody else overall. Like, it's, And that's trending it's the opposite direction for Aaron Rodgers. You know, but on the flip side, yeah. you probably saw the stat yesterday. I didn't know this. It blew my mind. The 49ers are now 1-30 in, in games when they're trailing by more than three points to start the fourth quarter. That is... I mean, that's very, very bad. I don't want to get into like the hyperbole of like, I think Kyle Shanahan's a good coach, but like, that's bad. Like, that's not yeah. a good, that's not a good stat. And so I think, but it, it goes back to, as everything does in this sport, it goes back to the quarterback position. Yeah. And when you have a guy that you can, that you win because of him, not you can win with him, but you win because of him. You know, it's Mahomes, <laughs> it's Aaron Rodgers, it's Josh Allen. It's, it's a completely yeah. different world when you have someone like that under center. And, 
this was going to be Trey Lance's time. And I think that was one of the reasons they made a move like that is to get somebody that can make the big plays and do all those things that Jimmy Garoppolo is great for what he is, but he is limited. If you get him behind the sticks, yeah. he's going to struggle. You put him behind, he's going to struggle a little bit. Um, although I do think Christian McCaffrey is going to be a great add to that offense and what he can do. Uh, but let's, let's get into the stock up stock down report here again with yeah. ESPN's Matt Miller. Matt, let's start on the offensive side of the ball for the chiefs. Uh, what have you got for us for today for stock up? Yeah, I, I think something we've been waiting for all year, and I feel like I've said this every Monday, is we need one of the wide receivers to break out. Well, we, we had three of them break out against, again, the number one defense in the NFL. So it was Juju Smith-Schuster having his best day, seven catches for a buck 24 and a touchdown, but also just showing physicality, showing that he can be yeah. that go-to guy, that he can be a post-up weapon. We're seeing some of that, what we saw early in his career in Pittsburgh, where he's so dynamic anytime he's able to get positioning whether that's you know deep slants like we've seen uh post patterns like it's, it's just that size that he brings is going to be fantastic as they build that chemistry which i think we're seeing by the way i think we're getting over the the you know acclimation hump with this offense and there's starting to be yep. some trust thank you call of duty modern warfare for for bringing <laughs> this team together how about uh, that? but the, you know then mvs being the deep threat and there is a bomb <clears> to him and he, it was, he beat Trevarius Ward, uh, mm-hmm. your bad position by Ward, just bad technique. MVS gets, gets loose. And I swear to God, I'm like, man, if he fucking drops this. Because, you know, that's the only <laughs> knock on him coming yeah. out of Green Bay was he's going to drop something. And we've seen that this year. You know, yeah. and it's like, God, if he drops this, Pat's never throwing him to him again. It'll never happen. But you know, he secures it, has a 100-yard day. Um, and then, you know, Miko Hardman, who has taken his lumps from Chiefs Kingdom, but to have a three touchdown day and to do it as a runner, to do it as a receiver, uh, I loved the fact that we saw schemed touches for me, Cole. It wasn't mm-hmm. just, hey, you know, go run some choice routes and we'll try to get you the ball if you're open. It was, we have this weapon that we can you know, scheme touches to, like every other offense in the NFL should do when they have someone like him. And it was great to see to see a breakout game for him. And, and I think to also – I don't, I don't know that Andy Reid and, and Matt Nagy and Eric Bieniemy sat back and said, oh, they think that they're creative with Christian McCaffrey. Watch this. You know, we'll show you creativity. Right. But those three receivers, and obviously, you know, Travis, I think we get closer every week to calling him the greatest tight end in NFL history. He's certainly going to be the most prolific when it's all said and done. Um, I've said that for two years. Matt. Unstoppable day. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you're definitely right. Um, there's some text floating out there between myself and a, a certain quarterback that I won't mention uh, where I was a doubter and he told me I was not intelligent. So uh, I'm, I'm on the side of what, what Kelsey's been able to do. I really thought there'd be a drop off truly like that. I thought, Oh, he'll slow down. You can't do this forever. No one has like Gronk slowed down. Tony G slowed down Antonio Gates like the, everybody yeah. did and he isn't yet so what a day though for for the past catchers of the chiefs what i love about travis he's a genuinely good dude off the field whether there's a camera on his face or not like he's a genuinely yeah. good dude uh which is why i've said for years since i'd been around chiefs and former chiefs that travis kelsey is the best to ever do and it's easy to root for that guy um love what he's doing but yeah, yeah to your point uh about juju uh maddie lane told us on the, the kcsn live post game show last night that they need to extend juju like he's seen enough and maddie's yeah, normally the one maddie's normally the one that's a little bit more negative i guess if there's going to be right. that of the tripod uh there for the kc laboratory but even he was saying juju does everything you want what i love about him is that if it's third and 10 and he catches the ball at seven yards he's going to pick up the first down he always seems yeah. to know where he's the physical. first down marker yeah. is 
he's physical. He'll put his head down. He'll get the the first down. And, you know, nothing drives you more crazy um, than, you know, not getting a second down catch. And then you end up like, you know, a half yard short of the first down because you don't know where to get, whether you're mm-hmm. on the sideline or across the middle, whatever it is. Uh, and then one quick point from a Cole Hardman because <clears throat> told us to Kent last night when we were watching the game together at the kingdom bar is that McColl's 25 yard touchdown run I thought was one of the most mature plays that we had seen from McColl because a lot of times and Matt you can speak to this a lot of times with the really young the really fast dudes they don't necessarily always show patience to let blockers set up especially yes. with like screens where you got yeah. guys in front you go back and watch the touchdown run from McColl he easily could have turned on the jets and ran back and tried to score um, when he got to around like the 10 yard line, but instead he throttled down and just followed the big guys until they yeah. kind of got in the way. And then he accelerated up through. And we're saying like, that's a really mature play for a young player in that exact kind of situation. Cause you could get the big eyes and just run as fast as you can. And he didn't, he set up his blocks and he found his way into the end zone. And we might, uh, like I said, we might be over the hump for this offense gelling together. I think we have to remember what me was at Georgia. <laughs> you know, he was, he was a, an offensive weapon. He was never a traditional wide receiver. You know, he had, had a position change in college and, and he's still a very young player. So I think as you're saying, we are seeing not only development, but maturation of him as a player, you know, and I think that's, that's what you want to see, obviously, but you know, we're seeing it. We've seen it with Clyde at points this year. Uh, we're definitely seeing it with Pacheco, you know, not just, Hey, you're a great athlete, but you're now learning how to be a football player as well, which is, I think the difference between yeah. being, you know, good and being great or having potential and actually being productive. Yeah. All right. Again, we're here with ESPN's Matt Miller on KCS and update. Matt always gives us his stock up stock down report, Matt, before we move to the defense, anybody else on the offensive side of the ball for the chiefs who just went through the wide receivers, uh, anybody else stock up for you on that side of the ball? Man, I thought Andrew Wiley had a really good day. I know there was the the pressure late uh, when Nick Bosa got got over him a little bit, but this <laughs> is a great defensive line. It really is. And to have Nick Bosa healthy, uh, Charlton Minnie, who has been playing lights out. Um, this is a, a good line. Even with, like with Javon Kenlaw and Eric Armstead out, they're still really good. Uh, you can watch what they did the week before, uh, or excuse me, two weeks before. Um, but I thought Andrew Wiley uh, doesn't get mentioned a lot on that line. And when he does, it's usually because of a mistake. But I thought he played very well against, a, again, a very, very good defensive line. Mahomes got sacked one time. Uh, yeah. It was that one play where Nick Bosa ran over Wiley. So, a uh, hell of a day for him. And, and while we talk about the greatness of Mahomes and the receivers and, and you know all the plays that were made yesterday, I think you got to remember 77 had himself a day too. Yeah, and that takes a lot of trust. I know that we've we've talked about it. And if there have been points in Mahomes' career in which you've been, we've all been critical of him drifting in the pocket, whether it's drifting back, drifting to yeah. the side, kind of leaving the pocket. Uh, and it's not, you know, some guys leave the pocket because they they their eyes don't go downfield. He leaves the pocket to buy himself more time. <laughs> like he's just trying to right. to get outside, get some space, uh, and do that. But he hung in the pocket, and yeah, to your point, uh, Andrew Wiley, the guys up front, they gave him time against a very very good uh, 49ers front that can get after the passer. And so, um, yeah. love shouting out the offensive line there. And before we move to the defense, <clears throat> talk a little bit about our partner here at KCSN Update and DraftKings. And I know, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, when you watch those plays where Mahomes has got time in the pocket, he uncorks one deep, especially the third and 11, 57 yarder to Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Matt, that you were talking about earlier. You can make every play feel that exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL and their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can bet any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. 
And check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any football game. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Matt, let's move on to the defensive side of the ball. Who is your stock-up player for the Chiefs defense or players? Yeah, I say, I don't know that we can pick just one because Frank Clark and Chris Jones played like they're supposed to. I mean, we've been waiting, I think, for a season and a half maybe for these two to have a hot game together. You know, it was always like, oh, well, who's, who's it going to be this week? Uh, it was both of them. And to do it against – you know, Trent Williams coming back from injury, uh, Frank got him twice in the fourth quarter or third quarter, maybe it was, but and he with game defining when the game was close, Frank's ability to get through there and to do it. I, I mean, not just with speed, but you saw the technique of him, you know, going upfield to get Trent Williams to engage and to commit and then to come under and cross his face. It shows instincts, awareness, but also just, you know, the power length and speed. That's what, like when I'm evaluating college guys, that's what I'm looking for is that understanding. Can you do that? Yeah, Frank does it so well. Uh, and then Chris just continues to be, I, I mean, I don't, there's not a defensive tackle playing better this year. Uh, there's not. I mean, he, he's first team all pro in my opinion. And I watch a lot of football and I don't, I don't see anyone playing better. Um, he, he's stout against the run. We saw that yesterday. Uh, the, the effort that he's putting forth on pass rush is unlike anything I've seen in his career outside of the Super Bowl run. Um, so it's, I think it's great to see, you know, a player, a veteran player who's been paid a lot of money and he's still out there leading the team in effort. And uh, that's, that's contagious. It's something that will stick. So yes, you expect those two to play well because they are the highest paid players in the defense, but man, did they play very, very well yesterday. And Trent Williams does not get beat like he did yesterday very often. And I'm just checking the uh, the grades from Pro Football Focus are up, and people could say what they want about their grades, but it doesn't hurt to look at them. And right now, Chris Jones, number one rated defensive tackle above Aaron Donald, according to grades from Pro Football Focus. And yeah. anytime, so it's not just my bad eyesight thinking that Chris Jones is playing better. But I'm not saying yeah. he's better than Aaron Donald. Don't get me wrong, but he's playing yeah. better through eight yes. weeks. And to your point, you know, talking about the effort and stuff, but stuff that Chris has been knocked on before, whether it was too many snaps, whatever yes. it was, taking plays off, you know, slicing through some of his gaps uh, to get into the backfield, not necessarily holding some of his run fits, um, whatever it is, like they're figuring it out. And Steve Spagnolo, you know, one thing I love about Spagnolo before, I want to ask you about one player in the defensive backfield specifically uh, that I think is severely underrated. Um, and I'll get your take as somebody who watches the entire league. But uh, one thing I love about Steve Spagnolo, they get down to the red zone, he is sending the house. I talked about this yep. on like the uh, 10 things already he talked about on the post game show last night. There go cover zero more often than maybe any team. I'm sure there's a stat in the red on PFF. Yeah. Like it's second and goal in a goal to go situation. Like he is sending everyone to get the ball out of their hands. And it's not just going up against Josh Allen and not wanting him to scramble and make him make a quick decision. He's doing it against everyone. He's forcing those quarterbacks to make a quick yeah. decision. Um, and which obviously led to the interception. You know, for five seconds in right. in those situations, I think it's smart. It seems it's like, oh, that's common sense. We want the ball to come out fast in the red zone, so our guys don't have to cover forever. And it's tight. It makes it a little bit easier to hold your coverage because there's not a lot of space. 
So it's like, yeah. oh yeah, that all makes sense. But to to have the balls to do it and to to do it consistently and execute, it does deserve a lot of credit. I think you're right. Especially with a bunch of rookies in the defensive defensive backfield. I mean, look at the interception that Josh Williams yeah. had. They sent the house. Karloftis gets in his face. Josh Williams makes a great play. Yeah. But Matt, the player I want to ask you about is Legarius Sneed. I think people in Kansas City oh, yeah. understand what he's done. He's got um, six and a half career sacks as a DB now. I just, just talked about it on 10 things earlier, but he's two sacks shy of having the most sacks of any defensive back in Chiefs history. Uh, I'd be passing Ron Parker, who was so good at that in Bob Sutton's defense. Yeah. But just in the scale of context of across the NFL and the way that they're utilizing him, they move him all over the place. How valuable and how much should Chiefs fans you know, be saying extend this guy now because he's only going to get more expensive. Yes, uh, the longer yeah. that you wait. I think BJ. Part of the problem is he doesn't play a defined position, so you're not going to say like, "Oh, Legarius needs one of the top <clears throat> ten corners," or he's one of the top ten safeties, or he's one of the top ten slot cover guys. You know, it's he's yeah. never in one spot enough, and it's almost like a college defense in the way that he's used, where he is just bounced around. And you mentioned he's. I think he's amazing as a, a blitzer off the edge, but not just that. I mean, he's very good against the run on the edge. And so as, as much as there was kind of hand wringing over, oh my gosh, we're going to lose Tyron Matthew. I was never worried because I thought 32 had slipped a little bit. And I really saw Snead as he can be that guy and he's bigger. He's hungrier. I think he plays uh, there, there were not business decisions as often, you know, when Snead is playing. And so I think that's one thing like you've seamlessly replaced one of the best players in the NFL at this hybrid position and, mm -hmm. and you've potentially upgraded. I mean, you've definitely upgraded in terms of roster construction, because like you said, he is cheaper, yeah. he's younger. Uh, that's exactly what you want. I mean, I, I remember watching Snead in college and he was the guy no one talked about in that secondary. It was like people loved Amig Robertson. It was like, well, don't forget yeah. Legarius Snead's over here and he's just super fast. But it was, it was still like, what is he? Is he a corner? Is he a safety? Well, he's both. Uh, he's a football player, uh, as a scout once yeah. told me, uh, yeah. not to overthink these guys and just let the coaches put them in situations. But I, I do. I mean, he's incredibly underrated. We saw it again yesterday. You know, the things he can do in coverage, what he does, you know, in the box is is pretty special and it, especially yeah. like he's not that big of a guy you know but but yeah. he just plays with a, a great intensity all right matt now before we let you go and get one more thought again we're talking with espn's matt miller here on kcs and update presented by our friends at DraftKings, matt uh since we're going into the bye week now uh, next week we'll figure out some stuff to talk about coming out of the weekend maybe to be nfl stock up stock down but uh, as we sit here now Chiefs played seven games, five and two, top of the AFC West. Sticking with our theme of stock up, stock down. Um, we'll go stock up because we're all in a good mood on this Monday. What is there a particular player who stock up and looking at not just the not just the last game, but the totality of the first seven weeks that I don't want to say yeah. you were maybe I don't want to say you were down on them to begin the season, but who stock up through the first seven games is higher than maybe you would have predicted when the season began for the Chiefs. Let's do one offensive player, one defensive player. And I know I'm just springing this on you. This was not planned. So can you give me no, one player good. on the one player on the offensive side who's playing significantly better at this point than maybe you thought they would have uh, before the season began? Yeah, I just thinking back, you know, we've done seven of these videos now, and it feels like the player that we talk about a lot, whether it's on camera or off camera, is Isaiah Pacheco. To be mm -hmm. a late round draft pick, to be someone that wasn't highly talked about coming out of Rutgers, wasn't a senior bowl guy, you know, wasn't somebody that we were like, oh, let's look at our top 10 running backs. But he started yesterday. And I think that means a lot about the trust they have in him 
you know, I, I remember being at training camp and being like, this dude runs like his hair's on fire. He runs angry. And that, I think, again, like we've said with other things, can be contagious. And you see the tempo that the offense plays with when he's back there. And that's not to take anything away from Clyde. I think he's valuable. Uh, I think we, we saw that yesterday, even. He can be very valuable. Um, but I do think when you look at, at Pacheco, he's outplaying his expectations without a doubt. And there maybe because there were none. But to be sitting here, we're going to look at the second half of the season, and this is a player that's the starting running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, and no one thought he was going to be that coming out of college. It's pretty impressive. There was a stretch there at training camp where I think expectations got a little out of whack for some. Uh, as I far drafted as well, him on my was going to... team, so I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To be I fair, mean, yeah, they, but I think most people yeah. kind of stepped back. You knew Clyde was going to be the guy. Even Nate Taylor, uh, who's at training camp every day, talk with Nate all the time that, you know, he was as high on Pacheco as a lot of people, but he's like, Clyde's still the guy, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, last year, everybody, Noah Gray was the guy. He was this, everybody's talking about him. I'm like Travis Kelsey is still going to be the guy. He's going to get all he's the not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. Right. Just because these late round picks, they, they find a role. They earn themselves onto a Super Bowl type team is impressive as it is. And he's talking about the rookie class Absolutely. as a whole. Um, you know, we haven't yeah. even talked, Trent McDuffie's played a half of football. And we're sitting here talking about the Chiefs defense right. being pretty good uh, and not necessarily needing him. And so it'll be great to Andy Reid said after the game that uh, Mike Dana, uh, Rashad Fenton and Trent McDuffie should all be healthy and ready to go after the bye week. They'll take on the, the Titans on Sunday night football uh, coming off uh, this game. week's bye, which which will be a good yeah. one. Uh, that'll be at Arrowhead Stadium. It'll be atmosphere will be great. All right, Matt, let's go to the defensive side to close this one out. Uh, any player that's uh, performed better than you would have expected. So their stock would be up through the first seven weeks. Yeah. I bet if somebody did like one of those word clouds for our interviews, BJ, <laughs> two players, I probably talk about the most Patrick Mahomes and Nick Bolton, because he has, he's, he's impressed me. And I think one of the things that was, you know, missing at times last year was that force in the middle of the defense that could stack up against the run that could, you know, just handle zone drops. And I think Bolton has played, so well uh if he doesn't lead the team in tackles every week it's pretty dang close and i mean it's literally every every sunday it's like oh there's another 10 tackles and there's another tfl and he's just he's becoming a, a leader which i liked him at mizzou i really did and i thought okay this is like a second round pick he'll be you know probably a starting linebacker in the nfl but i i think he's playing above where i expected him to be and and maybe it's the the crowd i run with but I think before the year started, Willie Gay was expected to be the guy at linebacker. And maybe the suspension uh, is a bigger part of that. But I even thought before the suspension, you know, Nick played so well through training camp preseason, early, early stages of the regular season. And it's week to week. And you mentioned it. This defense is – they're definitely playing better than I expected them to be. I don't know if that's a, a wide shared sentiment among Chiefs fans, but they're definitely ahead of where I thought they would be at this point of the year. And I think Bolton is a huge part of that. Awesome. I'm just going to go wrap this show up. Just offense in general. There's this stock up because so much, especially early in the season, thought Tyree Kill's not there anymore. They're going to take a step back. Yeah. They're not going to be as explosive. Number one scoring offense in the NFL, number two in yards per game uh, on average, just behind the Buffalo Bills. So Chiefs averaging 31.9 points per game through seven weeks. The only team in the NFL over even 30 points. So stock up for the Chiefs offense for people that thought uh, a lot of receipts going to be kept. Uh, if they keep this up um, based on yep. a lot of things that were said back in the off season during free agency and whatnot. So uh, Matt, man, always appreciate uh, what you've got going on and your time and joining us. Uh, what can you promote? What do you got coming up and where can people find your work? Yeah, tomorrow morning. We have another draft notebook up for you guys, myself, Mel Kuyper, Jordan Reed. So a lot of our 
notes from the weekend. If you don't have time on Saturdays because you're going to pumpkin patches and, and stuff this time of year, we really do have you covered because we watch all the games on Saturday and tell you the prospects you need to know. I know you guys aren't on to the draft yet, but it, it's a good way to stay connected to what's happening in college football as it pertains to the NFL draft so that after the Super Bowl, you guys can be like, oh, wait, I, I remember that player because Matt wrote about him on a Tuesday morning notebook. There you go. Well, nobody in the state of Kansas wants to talk about college football right now. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I know as a K State fan, I Texas definitely fans, do not want to talk. You know, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It happens. All right, Matt, man, we appreciate it. And we appreciate everybody out there for joining us, whether you're listening uh, to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform or you're watching on YouTube. We appreciate you for spending part of your day with us and supporting what we've got going on here at KC Sports Network. Uh, the Lab Guys will be live tonight, Monday night at 8 p.m. Craig, Maddie, and Kent uh, will break down the Chiefs game against the 49ers and we'll have more great content throughout the week. Don't forget, we've got former Texas great and the Chiefs all-time leading tackler, Derek Johnson, joining Mike DeVito and Craig Stout, breaking down the Chiefs defense each week from the previous week and same thing with the breakdown podcast and video from matt hamilton and matt castle breaking down the chiefs offense a lot of good content coming up this week we'll catch you all later and uh yeah enjoy the bye week enjoy the halloween uh festivities we'll see y'all next time everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.